What's going on, everybody? This is episode seven of Colorful Convos with Nico. I hope everybody is doing okay. I hope everyone made it through the week. It's a Monday. We're feeling good. It's the start of a new fucking week, and we're going to get through it. Thanks for listening. Let's go. I grew up in the age of Timberland and Pharrell shit. I grew up in the age of Timberland and Pharrell shit. Memorial Day, Memorial Day episode. Thanks for tuning in. I hope everyone had a great, safe weekend. And uh, I went uh, and I did a lot of things. It was my birthday weekend. Uh, it was weird. My birthday has never fallen on Memorial Day. Uh, I don't know for some reason the Memorial Day weekend was shifted up a, a, a week this year. I don't know. 2020 is fucking weird, you know? So it was my birthday weekend. Uh, on my birthday, we got to go to. Uh, got some good lunch. Uh, I went to where uh, High School Musical was filmed, East High School here in uh, Utah. Uh, I It's not in New Mexico. I don't know why they said it was in Albuquerque. I don't know why I wanted to go to Albuquerque my entire life just to go visit this high school for it to now only be 15 minutes from my house. I'm excited. But yes, we went to East High School, and uh, I took some pictures there and stuff, and it was weird. I felt so weird hanging outside of a high school. I, I probably looked so weird hanging outside of a high school now that I think about it. But yeah, I we were trying to get in. Uh, we walked by the auditorium. We saw um, the lunchroom, which was crazy because, you know, you just got to stick to the status quo. If you know, you know. So it was cool. It was awesome to see it really like weird like deja vu childhood vibes um we were there uh if you didn't know this about me uh i actually was troy bolton in um my elementary school's rendition of high school musical yes me troy bolton and i remember trying out for the for the spot and mr walcott my um my my music teacher, the one that was organizing all of this. I remember he looked at me and he heard my voice and he said, son, you have the voice of a God. There's no other person in this world that needs to be Troy Bolton than you. And I was like, thank you, Mr. Walcott. I agree. So I got to do my own solo, my own solo. And I wish I had the energy right now to, to hit you with a, to hit you with a note. But, um, I got my own solo. I did Breaking Free Duet. I did Everyday Duet. I did Bet on It. I'm not gonna stop. That's who I am. You know. And um, yeah, I was great. I had to play the bongos at one point, I remember. I remember the we're all in this together part at the end. We were going crazy. I have to ask my mom for this tape because I, I was... I was crazy. And the, the funniest part is that I had an afro when I was growing up, like a real big afro. So, like, everyone assumed that I was just going to be Corbin Blue, you know, for, for the thing. And I remember I would I would not take Corbin Blue. I was not going to fall into the realm of being Corbin Blue. And I remember 
uh, that was at the time when Corbin Blue um, like was doing his own solo career that when we did it. So we had to incorporate one of his songs. Uh, do you remember the push it, push it to the limit, limit? That part, dude. 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 That song, I might just play it today. You know what? Today, I tell you, if you're listening to this, you have to play Push It to the Limit by Corbin Blue and blare it outside your car. Okay? Holy shit, what a good song. But I remember that the kid that got Corbin Blue got to do that song, and I was so jealous because that song at the time was so big. And... (laughs) <laughs> I I remember just walking around with the biggest fucking attitude because I was Troy Bolton. Like, dude, the girls obsessed with me because I was Troy Bolton. Like, come on, dude. And yeah, so I went to East High School. Uh, they're not the Wildcats either. They're the Leopards, which I find it so crazy. But like, yeah, like, I make it makes sense, though, because a leopard is a wild cat. So like, I just, you know, that just kind of hit me right now. Anyways, <laughs> so... um. Yeah, and then Saturday we went to the zoo, uh, or Friday, sorry, we went to the zoo on Friday, and man, the world, if they really do want this whole coronavirus thing to kind of loosen up, and everybody who uh, everybody who wants it to end and stuff like that, but let me tell you guys, it's not going to happen for a while, and here's why, and don't... But Nico, you went to a zoo. Nico, you went to a zoo, so aren't you kind of causing it too? You're helping the spread. Like, stay at home. No. No. We followed the rules and everything. The zoo did a really good job of, you know, like keeping people distant. They had a whole route that you had to follow. You got to see everything that they could. It was great. But here's why the coronavirus or the scare of it will never go away. Ready? It's because people, specifically parents, let their kids do literally anything they want. This is what I mean. I'm walking around having a great time. Okay? We're walking. We go to the lion exhibits. The lions are there. There was this little kid who was on a leash, which I'm going to get to in a sec. But he was on a leash, and he was at the glass, and he was going, you know, like super cute, super cute, like so cool. A kid seeing a lion for the first time, like he was just like, I cannot believe that you're real. Like I have a stuffed animal of you, but you're on the other side of this glass. You know what I mean? So that's super cool. All the animals were cool. But then we went to the sea lion exhibit and here's what I saw I saw two kids face pressed up against the glass mind you the the zoo has signs literally everywhere everywhere that you could like touch in the zoo had a sign on it that said Warning, high touch point, which is an incredible sign, high touch point, meaning that throughout the day, many people touch here. So use at your own risk. (laughs) So they touch high touch point, whatever. So the kid's face is pressed against the glass, pressed his hands, 
on the glass, and he's, oh, oh, he's licking the glass. What? He's licking the glass. Now, I get it. He's a kid. He's only six. Maybe. Maybe he's six. So the chances of him getting this disease, whatever, people will tell you, oh, he can't get it. He can't get it. But who the fuck lets their kid do that? If if I, when I was a kid, if I in any way, shape or form misbehave in a public setting, whether it was throwing a temper tantrum or pouting or crying or doing something that I just wasn't supposed to be doing, my mom would let me know right away in public, hey, don't do that. And if I continued, there was punishment. And I came from a Latino background. You know what I'm talking about. Okay? If you don't listen, te voy a pegar. You know what I'm saying? So... This kid starts screaming at the top of his lungs about how he wants to see the sea lion. And his mom's like, oh, you got to stop. And she's like trying to grab him. And he's like, ah, I can't. And it just keeps licking the glass. Like, oh, like he's like screaming with his tongue on the glass. It was the weirdest thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> so this whole thing is not going to end. Because we got kids licking shit. Okay? Parents, stop letting your kids lick your shit. Okay? I had my hands in my pocket the whole time. The entire time. I probably looked like I was having a miserable time. I probably looked like I had a straight jacket on the whole time. But no, hands were in the pockets. I didn't touch anything. The only thing I did touch was the Dasani in a can that they handed us when we ordered water. Now, Dasani in itself is, and it's not just me, it's my Instagram followers who I ask, it's the internet that I looked up on, is literally proven to be the worst water brand in the world. Which I completely agree. If you took a bowl and poured, I don't know, a thousand batteries in it, and you poured water over those batteries, and you let that water sit there for, I don't know, maybe five years, and then you bottled it up and put it in your fridge, and you slapped a blue label on it, it's called Dasani. The water tastes so bad. I They handed us the can, and I was like, what? And they tried their best to like mask that it was Dasani. It was sleek silver. It was a nice looking can. And like in faint letters, it said Dasani in a can. I almost grabbed the can and just went and poured it in that sea lioness exhibit so they could keep swimming in something. Because, dude, I'm not drinking it. I ain't drinking it. I ain't touching that water. Can you imagine if you go to the gas station? You're with a girl. You pull up to the gas station. She's like, hey, are you thirsty? And you're like, yeah, babe, I am. Can you just get me a water? She goes, okay. And she comes back with a Dasani bottle. You leave her at the gas station and let her figure it out. 
That's it. That's it. That's the only thing you can do. Second worst water, Aquafina. What? Yeah. Aquafina sucks, dude. Like, it's just like always been the generic water, you know, just like, oh, Aquafina. Like, I don't give a shit. It's not real mountain water. They're lying. I'm pretty sure they like dig a hole and like have when <laughs> water comes from uh, out of a dirt hole, they just kind of bottle it up and purify it and send it out. That's what Aquafina is. It's terrible. Um, as other people, they were like Arrowhead. I don't think I've ever had Arrowhead water, so I can't really make a, a decision about it. But I'll believe you because like water is important. You know, the flavor really matters. And they say like if your water has like a pH balance of like under seven, which I'm pretty sure is the neutral if I paid attention in class, then like it'll start to it could start to like decay your tooth enamel, which is like the strongest part of your body. So Dasani, you know what Dasani's pH balance is? Here, let me tell you. Dasani's pH balance is da 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 4.5. That means that Dasani is rotting away your mouth. And you should stop drinking it. Better yet, if you see a bottle of Dasani, give it to someone in need, like a homeless person, someone who needs water. D Dasani, oh, I hate it. I can't even drink it. Like you open that cap and that big big circle where you drink out of it's bigger than normal and you're you're like what is this oh it's just an ugly looking bottle it's weird because coca-cola makes it and that's just like you would think they'd have a little better standards but they're like nah we put coke in our in our drink for like over a hundred years before everyone found out who cares Dasati probably has some type of chemical that's not good for us we'll figure it out eventually so they gave us the Dasani in the can. I was freaking out. Didn't want to drink it. Whatever. And then we continued on with our day. And you know what's really funny? Or you know what animals are really funny? Zebras. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, it's so funny. We were uh, walking and we stopped at the Eagles. And all I wanted to do when I got to the Eagle exhibit was scream, Merka! That's all I wanted to do. And I was biting my tongue so hard because so many people were around us. And I just wanted to go, America, you know, do you ever get that feeling when you're driving? You see a bald eagle and you're just like, America, that, that's what I wanted to do. So, yeah, <clears throat> before we get away from it, let me talk about that kid on a leash. And and Allie was like, would you ever put a leash on your kid? And the answer Every time, no matter what, is no, 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 no. You are raising a bitch boy if you put the kid on a leash. I will fight it till the day I leave this earth. Why are you humiliating your kid before he even knows what the word humiliation means? You know, <clears throat> listen. I get it. If your kid is crazy and you can't keep control of them, then maybe you should put a leash on yourself and become a better parent. Oh, um, I just think it's so funny 
<laughs> you have this kid who's like, mommy, mommy, I want to go over here. Yank him back. And all we're doing in the corner is going, look at this motherfucker. Look at him. Look at him. Look, look at him. <laughs> it's entertainment for everyone around him. I don't get it. And I, I just want every parent who has a leash on their kid to take it off. Let them learn how to be a normal person. So that's my little PSA about the leashes on the kid. Man, you know what my mom did if I was crazy? She just right there, right there. And I learned, and look at me, now I'm a great adult who knows punishment and consequences because I didn't have a leash on me. Anyways, oh God, every time I see it, I just like get angry. But anyway, so the zoo, great time, fun time, May, uh, everything was great, birthday weekend was fun, we uh, went on a hike on Saturday, and yep, Sunday, really chill day, and now we're here, and now we're here, and let's talk about what happened over the weekend, like pop culture and stuff, and uh, do you guys see that video of <laughs> Takashi69, you know who I'm talking about from last week, he, off his Gooba Booba track, was supposed to be number one in Billboard, supposedly. And he goes on this video in the most, the worst video ever. And he goes on a rant about how Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande submitted over 60,000 fake sales by using thick credit cards. Thick credit cards. That's what he sounds like. Thick. And I'm thick nine. And he, uh, he accuses them and everything and all that. And all I got to say is, hey, buddy, Biebs and Ariana could buy you. Stupid. And I don't get why it matters. Like, aren't you just happy that your song is recognized by millions around the world for being terrible music? You make horrible music, music people can't listen to sometimes. And somehow you're number two in the world. What does that say about us as a society and our choice of music? It says that we have horrible music tastes and we don't appreciate real artists who are trying their best to make a name for themselves instead of Idiots who have 69 tatted on their bodies 200 times. And when he sings, he sounds like a dying whale. And he's just so bad. Why is he number two? I don't get it. I literally don't get it. <sighs> Six, nine sucks. So, um... I got donuts yesterday. Bitches love donuts. And yeah, donuts are cool. And <laughs> there was that video that was like all those people partying in Missouri, like at this big exhibit. I think it was at the Ozarks in Missouri. They were partying at this giant pool party and everyone freaked out and stuff. And it's like, dude, come on. It's Missouri. Like, 
you know? <laughs> like, Missouri is three steps away from being Joe Exotic land, you know? Like, you know what I'm saying? So everyone was freaking out about that. Who cares, dude? Like, people are going to get sick. They're going to get sick. But, like, I don't know. Like, whatever. Like, just let them party. You know, let them have a good life. Like, if you want to go out and party and take the risk of getting sick, then, you know, just go out and take the risk of being sick. But let me read to you the craziest um, story that I read from this weekend. And this, by far, is one of the craziest, funniest stories that I have ever read. It's stories from France. Uh, The 64-year-old civilian got the most unwelcome ride of his life after the force of the takeoff made him float off his seat, causing him to stand up and involuntarily grab the ejection handle to steady himself. (laughs) The man had never expressed any desire to fly in a fighter jet and had no previous military aviation before. Investigators said his heartbeat was at a racing 120 or between 120 and 145 beats per minute before him. The flight had been a gift from colleagues in the man felt that he couldn't refuse so (laughs) this guy gets a gift from his friends they're like hey we got you a ride in a military fighter jet you're gonna go up go fast go upside down all that kind of stuff the guy never had experience of going in a plane like that he had no desire he's 64 years old what i don't want to fly I'm 64. So he gets at the plane, shaking. He's near heart attack already. His heart is beating so fast. He's so nervous. He gets in the plane. They strap him in. (laughs) They go to take off. This poor man, this poor. Poor, poor man. He was so scared. They go up and he came off his seat a little, you know, like in a roller coaster when you like come out of your seat a little. And he was so scared that he just grabbed the first thing that he saw and it was the ejection handle. Hey, uh, I'm scared. I'm scared. What's this? What? He was at 2,500 feet in the air. When he pulled the ejection handle and he fell to the earth and get this, the dude lived, the dude lived. Oh my gosh. And the craziest part is that he didn't have any major injuries. He, he fell and tumbled and rolled and he's okay. But can you imagine being the pilot? You go up with this guy. He's scared shitless. You're like, all right, just just hold on. Just strap in. Everything's going to be okay, all right? Yep, just everything's going to be okay. All right, we're about to take off. We're taking off. No, don't touch that. Don't touch that. Don't touch that. Oh, oh what the fuck? What the fuck? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's like, he, he can't stop. He's in a fighter jet. You're not going to turn around and try to catch him. And he's just, can you imagine the fear? And the anxiety that this guy, he didn't know what he just saw a guy eject himself from his plane. 
the mind fuck. Like, what do you do at that point? Oh my God. But he lived. And here's, here's another story. This is from the past. And I've heard this story multiple times, but there was this guy, he had this family owned helicopter business. They give helicopter tours around uh, Los Angeles and you know, like he was getting older and he was about to hand off the business to his younger boy, the American dream. Okay. So he hands off the business to this boy. First day on the job of having the family business, this kid goes up. He's been practicing his whole life. He has this guy come in and he's got, he's going to give him a helicopter tour. And the the guy said when he showed up, the guy wasn't really doing much. He was kind of quiet. He just got right into the helicopter, didn't ask any questions. You know, like they go up on the tour and he's like, oh, if you look to your right, you'll see uh, the Hollywood sign. If you look to the left, you'll see Santa Monica Beach. And he said the dude wasn't even listening. Okay. This is the first day on the job. He's given this tour to this guy and the dude fucking jumped out of his helicopter mid tour. And the guy the guy who jumped out, apparently he had cancer. Uh, he was had, he was terminally ill, and he was like, I want to, he was going to commit suicide by jumping out over the city that he grew up in, and just, that was it. A baller fucking way to do it. But when the dude jumped, he jumped over the ocean instead of land, and he fucking lived for a sec. He landed, I'm assuming, hitting the <laughs> hitting the water so hard from that height, hitting cement. He's like, I have cancer. I'm going to die. I'm going to jump out the land I love. Here we go. And the guy's like, oh, if you look over here to the right, uh, you'll see the Hollywood sign. And he's like, I don't give a fuck. Here we go. Gets over the ocean. He's like, this is it. This is it. And the pilot's like, ah. Don't touch that. Don't touch that. What are you doing? What are you doing? And the guy just jumps out, just wind in the face, just. Just broke every bone in his body. He lived and then he died on the way to the hospital. Holy shit. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So yeah, there's two crazy stories that you probably didn't need to hear, but you did, and I hope you enjoyed them. So anyways, um, I watched Waco over the past few days, and wow, dude, that show, oh dude, what a good show that was. They They did it so well to tell the story of both sides. And I think that was so important in that situation. Uh, it was based off a true story. You can look it up. It's one of the most like frowned upon moments in FBI history. It's one of the most tainted memories in U.S. justice history. Um, you need to watch the show and just realize like how big of a fuck up we had as the U.S. FBI and like it's just sad. It was super sad. and But it was a really well-made show. And you should definitely, definitely check it out. Uh, I watched the Psychedelic documentary on Netflix uh, last night. That was super good. It had all these celebrities. 
um, given their experiences and tips about when taking mushrooms and acid and LSD and all that kind of stuff. And it was super funny because you got to see like some of these celebrities talk about their experiences and I don't know, man. It's super cool. Like I'm super interested in that kind of stuff. And like it's every time I like watch one of those types of shows like that Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia that I was talking about about a bunch of episodes ago, all that kind of stuff. Like every time I watch something like that, it gives me like a reason to like try it and stuff just so I can form my own opinion. So maybe I've I've tried mushrooms before and that was an incredible experience and one day maybe i'll talk about it but i like every time i watch uh like one of these shows i'm like oh man i want to try it i want to try it i want to try it so maybe you'll hear about my experience one day but yeah that that was awesome that was a good show um it's i forgot the name of it but it's on netflix and it's like one of the top five things to watch right now so check that out uh in terms of new music uh i released a mix on soundcloud on my birthday that if you haven't listened to definitely go check it out and please share and with your friends and stuff uh, I think it's pretty good I had some pretty nice feedback on it and yeah I'd love for you guys to listen to it and if you do let me know what you guys think and I'm always looking for feedback but uh, that's my little shout out for the mix that I released uh, the artist that I'm going to tell you guys to listen to uh, today is Harry Hudson Uh, Harry Hudson is an incredible story. It's a guy who about five years ago, they said he was terminally ill and wasn't going to be able to live, Uh, lost his dad at a young age. He had cancer and now he was about to die and somehow he's fine now. And he wrote an entire album about his experience of being sick and stuff. It's called Yesterday's Tomorrow Night. It's on Apple Music, Spotify. should definitely check it out uh, from start to finish. It's a beautiful story about overcoming like a a story and a challenge that I hope I never have to go through, but we know many people who do go through all of this uh, kind of pain and stuff. And I think his album is super inspiring and super good. And uh, my favorite song on it is um, uh, love dad. That's a song to his dad uh, who passed away before he released the album. It's super good. Such a good album. He hangs out and he's a part of like, You'll see him in the Kardashians photos. Uh, He's always with Kendall Jenner. He's always with Jaden Smith. Uh, He's around that kind of group of people. So Harry Hudson, definitely check him out. The song Just Slide with Jaden Smith. It's one of my all-time favorite songs. It's such a vibe. Uh, Like when I'm driving through the mountains and stuff out here, I listen to that song, and it's just like just such a good song. So check out Harry Hudson. Uh, Yeah, that he's he's worth a listen. And yeah, I hope you guys keep listening to these artists that I'm uh, recommending because they are good. They are very good. And every time I show people these artists, they're always like, damn, dude, I've never heard this guy. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you're welcome. So awesome. Harry Hudson. Uh, just want to say uh, on Memorial Day, uh, thank you for everyone who served. Um, reach out to people who who um, who have given the ultimate uh sacrifice for the country and dedicated their lives to it and to everyone who uh who's struggling today with someone who they lost in battle or lost in a war uh hopefully today is good for you and you have a chance to to remember uh the great people that served our country and yeah thanks for listening guys and i hope you guys have a a great rest of your week and i will see you guys next monday next monday's episode's gonna be 
a two-parter. It's going to be me by myself, and then there's going to be a chat with my buddy Christian Hoffer, better known as Choff, from Grand Rapids. Uh, he's a local DJ out there. He uh, uh, he worked for iHeartRadio and one of the biggest radio stations out in our area. Super talented kid, and we're going to just have a conversation about uh, being DJs and coming up in it and what our favorite things are about it what's our least favorite things about it and yeah it's going to be a really good conversation so i hope you guys enjoy it that's next week have a good rest of your week guys and we'll see you there